That's security, beloved. It's a Wednesday edition of the LifeSpring One-Year Bible coming to you from Riverside, California and podcasting since 2004. I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. How's your week going? Since it is Wednesday, this is the day we read from the Psalms. Today's reading is chapters 63 through 65. I'm calling the episode, Safe in God's Strong Hand. As always with the Psalms, I'll give you a brief introduction before reading each chapter, and I'll end the reading with some comments. Also, as you know, Wednesday is the day we have a time of prayer together. And now, let's begin our reading with a prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Psalms, and we ask that you would bless our time of reading today. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, time to get started. The title of Psalm 63 is a Davidic psalm when he was in the wilderness of Judah. Commentators have two primary ideas as to when David wrote this psalm. Many believe that it was before he became king of Israel. Others believe it was when he was fleeing Absalom. And still other commentators think that the psalm was written when King Saul was pursuing David. Charles Spurgeon said that the very early church father John Chrysostom tells us that among the primitive Christians it was decreed and ordained that no day should pass without the public singing of this psalm. John Chrysostom was a very early church father. He lived from A.D. 347 to A.D. 407. Psalms chapter 63 God, you are my God. I eagerly seek you. I thirst for you. My body faints for you in a land that is dry, desolate, and without water. So I gaze on you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your glory. My lips will glorify you because your faithful love is better than life. So I will praise you as long as I live. At your name I will lift my hands. You satisfy me as with rich food. My mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I think of you as I lie on my bed, I meditate on you during the night watches because you are my helper. I will rejoice in the shadow of your wings. I follow close to you. Your right hand holds on to me. But those who seek to destroy my life will go into the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the power of the sword. They will become the jackal's prey. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by him will boast, for the mouths of liars will be shut. The title of Psalm 64 is, For the Choir Director, a Psalm of David. In this psalm, David is pleading with God, and we have no information as to when the psalm was written or the circumstances surrounding the psalm. Psalm chapter 64 O God, listen to my complaint. Protect my life from my enemy's threats. Hide me from the plots of this evil mob, from this gang of wrongdoers. They sharpen their tongues like swords and aim their bitter words like arrows. They shoot from ambush at the innocent, attacking suddenly and fearlessly. They encourage each other to do evil and plan how to set their traps in secret. Who will ever notice, they ask. As they plot their crimes, they say, we have devised the perfect plan. Yes, the human heart and mind are cunning. But God himself will shoot them with his arrows, suddenly striking them down. Their own tongues will ruin them, and all who see them will shake their heads in scorn. 
Then everyone will be afraid. They will proclaim the mighty acts of God and realize all the amazing things He does. The godly will rejoice in the Lord and find shelter in Him, and those who do what is right will praise Him. The title of Psalm 65 is For the Choir Director, a Davidic Psalm, a Song. It's rare for a psalm to have both psalm and song in the title. Charles Spurgeon had this to say, The Hebrew calls it a shur and a mizmor, a combination of psalm and song, which may best be described by the term a lyrical poem. In this case, the psalm may be said or sung and be equally suitable. Beloved, this psalm does not tell us when or why it was written, but with its message of thanksgiving and praise and referencing flocks and grains, some think this psalm was written for a harvest festival. Psalms chapter 65 God in Zion, we praise you and give you what we promised. Anyone can come to you and you will listen to their prayers. When our sins become too heavy for us, you wipe them away. Oh, how wonderful it is to be the people you chose to come and stay in your temple. And we are so happy to have the wonderful things that are in your temple, your holy palace. God, you answer our prayers and do what is right. You do amazing things to save us. People all over the world know they can trust in you, even those who live across the sea. You made the mountains. We see your power all around us. You can calm the roughest seas or the nations raging around us. People all around the world are amazed at the wonderful things you do. You make all people, east and west, sing with joy. You take care of the land. You water it and make it fertile. Your streams are always filled with water. That's how you make the crops grow. You pour rain on the plowed fields. You soak the fields with water. You make the ground soft with rain and you make the young plants grow. You start the new year with a good harvest. You end the year with many crops. The desert and the hills are covered with grass. The pastures are covered with sheep. The valleys are filled with grain. Everything is singing and shouting for joy. All right, beloved, let's back up all the way to Psalm 63. It begins with a declaration of devotion. It says, God, you are my God, I eagerly seek you. Many scholars believe that this was written by David during the time that Absalom was pursuing him. This is a time when David had been betrayed by those he trusted, of course, and he feared for his life, and he felt all alone. And yet, this is a beautiful psalm of devotion and praise. It's as if David said, God, you are my God, I will have no other. God, you are my God. God, you are my God. The translation I read from today was the Holman Christian Standard Bible, but I have to be honest, I much prefer verses 3 and 4 in the King James because in 1974, Calvary Chapel's Maranatha Singers had a song called Thy Loving Kindness based on these verses. I can't read these verses without hearing the song in my head. Thy loving kindness is better than
This song was from the very first album of the worship music of the Jesus Movement, and the songs from this album were sung for many, many years by churches and youth groups around the world. Matter of fact, I still have my copy of the vinyl album from 1974. But I digress. We were talking about David's psalm, weren't we? He says that at night, as he lies in his bed, he meditates on the Lord. Remember, this is during the time that Absalom is after him, to kill him. But instead of worrying about that, David meditates on the Lord. How many of us lie in bed and worry about the bills, whether we'll be able to keep our jobs, or if our kids will be okay, and on and on and on. 1 Peter 5.7 says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. Easier said than done, I know, but when we put this in context with the way we started, God, you are my God, the focus shifts from us to Him, and then we can, like David, meditate on the Lord. And then dropping down to verse 8, David says, Your right hand holds on to me. The right hand in Scripture represents the hand of strength, and so David is saying that God's strong hand holds on to him. He is safe, and nothing can take him from God's strong grip. That's security, beloved. He talks about how his enemies will be destroyed, but the king, David himself, will rejoice in God, and all who swear by him or who believe in him will boast, for the mouths of the liars will be shut. Those who trust in God will be vindicated, while their enemies will be shown to be liars, and they will be silenced. Beloved, when God is on your side, what is there to worry about? Or as Paul said in Romans 8.31, If God be for us, who can be against us? Is it hard for you to leave problems with the Lord? Do you have a tendency once you pray and say, Lord, take this from me, <laughs> like so many of us do, tend to take it right back as soon as you close your prayer? Tell me about it. Call the LifeSpring Family Hotline at plus one nine five one seven three two eighty five eleven, Or you can comment at comment.lifespringmedia.com or do it like the cool kids do and send your comment via Boostagram. Tomorrow is Poetry Thursday, and we'll begin the book of Proverbs by reading chapter 1. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, you are holy, righteous, and faithful. You've given us your word so that we can know you. You want us to know you, which is an awesome privilege. Thank you for that, Lord. You're a loving, a merciful God who delights not in judgment, but in forgiveness when we accept Jesus as our Savior. I pray, Lord, that today you would bless the LifeSpring family. Thank you for bringing each one here. Be with them today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Send your prayer requests and praises in at prayer.lifespringmedia.com. Today's show art is by Scott Snyder. Thank you, Scott. And also thanks to Sister Denise, Michael, Hayner, Jason, Pascal, and Brittany. You know who they are. They're the LifeSpring Media team. Thanks, guys. God bless you. And beloved, thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. My name is Steve Webb. Bye. LifeSpringMedia.com slash support. Boost.